I'm reading this book series. It's called Carvel. Carvel. I don't know. Carnival. Something like that. Um, it's a three book series. It's actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, let's talk about it. Welcome back to another episode of the Howling Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Piper. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for wanting to spend your time with me, morning, listening to my voice, whatever. Um, yeah, so I'm reading this series. I'm actually reading with the book club. I know we've talked about this before that my work, we have a little book club. Um, it's a three book series. So I'm on the third book. Um, which I did something bad. I have betrayed the trust of my book clubbers. Um, I, because as everybody has known, I was out for surgery for a while. So I finished the second book. Um, same with two other members of the book club. They finished the second book as well. Um, but our one member, Cassie, um, we love Cassie, but she's a very, very slow reader. Um, and, I woke up one morning and I was like, yo, I really want to start the third one, which is called Finale. Terrible title. It's a great book, but terrible title. Um, and basically, I looked at her Goodreads and she was like on page like 167 out of like 400. And I'm like, I can't wait. Like, I'm just going to start the whole thing. So I'm like pretty much done with Finale and Cassie still hasn't finished Legendary, which is the second book. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about it because... I've talked about Fourth Wing and Iron Flame on this book and or on this book on this podcast. Um, especially, I talked about it by myself. I've talked about it with the Julie with an eye, um, and those those two books are some of my favorite books ever. But I have to be honest with you guys. I think I'm really liking this whole Carvel series. Um, basically, a little brief rundown is like Carvel is like I'm trying to, think how to explain it. Basically, like it's this game. It happens like once every couple years. Um, it's hosted by this guy, Legend, and like it has it's like magic and like apparently it's like this game's like all about illusions and stuff like that. And it's like it's really awesome. So you read like the especially like, the first book and the second book are heavy about the game. Um, so like you read the first book and like basically like the warning is like it's just a game. Like it, you have to remember when you're reading like it's just a game. So like there are so many twists and turns like in the book that it's like I I personally love it. Um, Cassie loved it. And two of our other like book members, uh, book club members, Jackie and Julie, they both didn't love it because they thought it was like too many like kind of twists and turns. They all, everybody loved the second book. Um, but the first book, like I thought it was really good. But this is an interesting take, right? Because I'm reading this series and I've given the first book four stars. I've given the second book four stars. Um, I haven't finished the third book, but I'll probably give it four stars. But as a series, the three books, I would give it five stars. Like as a series, I think it's one of the best and most fun series I think I ever read. And they're young adult books, but they read actually pretty well. Like there's a lot of detail in them. Um, they're just young adult because like the couple stuff, it never gets like super spicy or anything like that. Um, they keep it more like PG 13 kind of thing. But like other than that, like it reads really well. Like it's actually like they go in like really good depth of like all the different characters and um, the world building's really good, like all that. But I just found it very interesting that like here I am giving like these three books, four stars as an individual, but as a series, like I think it's a five star book. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because, like, these books have really kind of sparked my creativity a little bit. Um, 
because like yeah it's like a game of magic and stuff like that but it's set in like the past right so like when i say the past like it's set like with kings and queens and like you know pirates like things like that like it's set like back in those times i don't want to say like medieval times but like i guess you can kind of say it's medieval times um it's set in but it's giving me like a lot of like inspiration um this is the second book series besides you know iron flame and uh fourth man and iron flame that i've read and like have thought about like multiple times like even when i'm not reading or like had a dream about like the world or something like that right and i think that's amazing and i think like personally that's why i wanted to talk about it because like that is so creative right like this author um is stephanie something i can't remember her last name i'm literally looking at the book from afar um but basically I think that's so amazing that she's able to write, you know, write this story that plays in your head like a movie, right? Like you connect with these characters. And when I tell you, like I read the first and second book, it hasn't happened with the third book only because the third book is not about the game at all. Um, but the first and second book are heavily about the game. So like when you read it, like I, I can't even tell you like the amount of times that like I had a dream that like I was in the game. Like it's just so amazing that like these authors can like, build these worlds to tell this story and then like let your imagination run wild. So that's why when I say in this podcast that like reading and like writing, like that is so artistic because like you're getting people to feel all these amazing things like without ever like speaking to them, showing them pictures. Like it's all just like, you know what I mean? It's my imagination, right? Like the two main characters are Scarlet. Well, there's four. It's Scarlet, Julian, Legend, and Tella, Donatella. And like, it's just amazing that like you like care for these characters. You have a look, like you picture them in your head. Like it's, it's just nuts. And then like the world of like the game, like that is clearly, like, it's clearly the best part of the book, but like, like of the series, that's why it's like so heavily focused around it and the magic and stuff. But like, it's just like the words that are used are just so amazing. I absolutely love it. And I think it's really cool. And it's really, like I said, it's really sparked my creativity. Um, it has actually inspired me. So full disclosure, I missed last week. I'm sure you guys have noticed. Um, I was a little sick. Um, I was sniffly and I didn't want to be the whole time on the podcast. No one wants to hear that. Um, but at the same time, I kind of was also like lacking a little inspiration. Right. And we've talked about it. Like that would happen. Like, especially like in my case where like, I couldn't go outside and like take photos and walk. And you know, right now everything outside is so gross and dead. It's disgusting. You don't want to take pictures of it. Right. So I had to find other ways to like be inspired. So like, you know, I usually watch a lot of YouTube, you know, look at photo books, stuff like that. But then I was like, yo, like this series is so inspiring. Like, and it's like old school. So throughout like the last week when I was trying to figure out like, you know, different things to inspire me, um, I got really heavily inspired by like older things. So then I was like, well, how can I relate that to photography? And I was like, well, I can start shooting film heavily. Right. And we've talked about film photography on this podcast before. We've talked about digital photography on this podcast. I love digital photography. I love film photography, but I've noticed that every time I go out now, I'm always grabbing my film camera and I, Maybe it's because it's it's the convenience. It's just I have it's one camera. It's a Canon AE one. You know, it has one lens on it, partially because I just don't own another lens for it. You know, and it's like one roll of film. Like I don't have to like really think of anything. Um, but like, it's just so amazing to just be like 
grab and go kind of thing, right? And like, yeah, all right, listen, like I absolutely can do that with my digital camera, but for those of us who have digital cameras will understand this. Like it's just, it's just a beast, right? It's like, I have a battery grip on my camera, so it's massive. Then I bring the 24 to 70 in that lens. It's not small. Right. And now it's like all of a sudden I'm running around with this huge kit and like, unfortunately hanging that from like my like neck or my shoulder, like anything like that, like it gets uncomfortable after a while and it kind of gets in the way. And it's just a lot, like if you go out to eat, like where to put it and stuff like that, it becomes a lot, right? So I've realized like the more and more I'm in the photography world, the more and more like I do this, the more and more I'm like, yo, I want to downsize, right? And like, I feel like every photographer goes through it. I would also argue that every artist goes through it. When I first started like photography, and got on this journey, I wanted the biggest of everything, right? Because it was like, it's like an unwritten rule. It's like an un, like, it's, it's like a weird thing. Like, it's like an unwritten, like spoken, like weird thing that like, if you, like, if you see another photographer, like you're judging, like, oh, like my camera's bigger than his. Like, you know, it's like a weird fucking thing. Um, it's for whatever reason, there's a stigma behind it that like the bigger the equipment, the more expensive it is, the better it is. And it's not true, right? It's just not. So it's just interesting because like the more and more I think about it, I'm just like, I just want something that's more like, you know, ergonomical, easy, like grab and go kind of thing, right? Like I don't want it to be a big deal. I want it to look more nonchalant. I don't want it to look like I have, you know, tens of thousand dollars of equipment like on me, right? And there are smaller cameras out there that are pack a punch and they're amazing and there are tons of money. Like look at Leica, for example. You know, you can't really touch a Leica camera for under like three to six thousand dollars. Like, and those cameras are insane, right? I mean, actually, it's more like six to ten thousand dollars, we're being honest. But you know, those cameras are so popular. Like the number one camera in the world right now, I would argue, is the Fiji 100 V something. And literally, it's a point-and-shoot camera. It's like 1500 bucks. It's a point and shoot camera. Everybody wants it. And what's so cool about it is because you can basically like you can, I want to say code. It's the wrong word, but you can code your camera recipe. So there's different recipes you can give your camera, this camera that basically is like different film, like stocks that you can give this camera as recipes. So you're shooting digital, but it'll look like film. And people are just loving it because it's like a great photo. It, it's bringing back the joy of photos, right? That's what we're doing. And like, that's like what I want in a camera is like, and I think that's why I love film so much right now is because it's just bringing back what I loved about photos in the first place before I started getting like, you know, the bigger stuff, the, all this expensive stuff. And like, that's all great. And it all has a purpose, right? It absolutely does. Do not get me wrong. It 100% does. But like, I've told myself, like when I upgrade, right, when I finally upgrade my camera body, which I've been trying to do now for years, and maybe one day I'll finally be able to do it. But I want to get, I want to switch my kit to a mirrorless kit. And the first lens I'm going to buy as like a mirrorless kit is I want to buy either a 50 or a 35 because those are an everyday lens, right? And as somebody who their film lens is literally, I'm pretty sure it's a 50. I should probably check that. It's either a 35 or a 50. And it's my favorite focal length. It really is. Like I always argue like, oh, 30, 30, like um, 24 to 70 is my favorite length. I love the whole thing. Now, like, let me tell you, like 35 to 50 is the best focal length because it's great for everything because you can capture landscapes with it. You can like, it has 50, has just a little bit of telephoto in it that like you can get a decent shot. 
both lines are super fast. They're super sharp. They're great portrait lenses. Like, you know, like obviously like they're not going to be great at everything, but like, I just feel like the more and more I photograph, the more and more I just want something that's like less, like less gear, right? Cause less is more like, I don't want to go on a shoe and bring tons and tons and tons of gear. Right. And you know, that could be me because I, you know, it could be just because I'm uninspired with digital right now. Right. Like everything nowadays in the photography world, everybody's talking about film or if they're not talking about film, they're talking about digital cameras that can get you the film look. Hence why this Fiji film camera is so popular right now. When I mean so popular, it's sold out everywhere. You literally cannot buy it. Like, I kid you not, like, they're doing pre-orders for a camera that already is out just so they can try to get manufacturer, like, to speed up. It's it's insane. Like, you cannot find this camera anywhere. And, like, the resale value, it's, like, the first time ever that you've seen, like, a digital camera, like, on the resale market for, like, almost double to triple its value. It's insane. It never happens. Because, like, all technology, once you buy it, it's it's almost worthless, right? Because, like it's one of those things that like, there's always something new coming out, but yeah. So I definitely, I, I really have been inspired by this book series and it's kind of, but it's weird. Cause like, I haven't been inspired by like the game. I've been inspired by like the love and passion these characters have and like the olden times, right? Like how they talk and things like that. So I've kind of made it my mission that I want to shoot a lot more film. Um, I actually went to Unique Photo in Fairfield the other day. Um, shout out Unique Photo. Um, great camera store. Um, but went there, bought more film, even though I already have a ton of it. Bought more film because I was out of Portra. And I was like, well, I need more Portra because it's Portra. And I bought more film. And I have some ideas of like how I want to showcase my film work, what I plan on doing. Um, like in the future and like different social media platforms and stuff like that. And, you know, so stay tuned to say, Oh my God, words are so hard today. Stay tuned for it because I think it's going to be really awesome. But yes, yeah, so I just been really inspired by older things. So I, I really think like you guys, Hey, like even like if you don't own a film camera or anything like that, like try to edit like in a film style or download laps. It's, you know, like the disposable camera app or go pick up a disposable camera. Like there's something about it that is just so awesome. And it's just crazy right now because the world absolutely loves it, right? Like the world is going absolutely bonkers for this film, for film photography or film style photography, like like digital film photography. It's just wild. It honestly really is. Um, but yeah, so I'm definitely going to start shooting more film. And yeah, so I wanted to get that off my chest real quick because that's kind of been like eating about, eating about, eating me alive for the last couple of days because it's really all I could think about. Um, and I just couldn't figure out basically like why I felt a little uninspired and stuff like that. And like, I finally figured it out and it's, you know, it's just sometimes like, you get to that point where like you feel like nothing's going your way kind of thing. Um, but it does like, you know, and it's like, you need sometimes like a little reminder that like you are doing something right. Um, and that happened to me about two weeks ago. Uh, I had somebody reach out from high school uh, we weren't really friends in high school, but we were acquaintances. Like we knew of each other. Right. Um, basically they reached out, they don't live around me anymore, but they reached out because their significant other was trying to get into the photography world and needed help and wanted advice. Um, and I swear to God, I sent them like a book and a half of like different things you could do to like help out and stuff like that. And that really reminded me like, Nick, like, you know what you're doing? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, Hey, like, like, you know, like what you're doing when it comes to photography. And I feel like People, artists especially, need these reminders that like, hey, like 
you might feel like you're getting nothing done, right? Like you're in this rut and like nothing's going for you. But then there's like a hundred other people that look at you like you're the most successful person ever. Like you figured it out, right? And I think that's just wild that like, especially in the art world that like that's a thing. I honestly just think it's wild. So I would challenge everybody to A, pick up a start a book series this week. All right. Like this weekend, you know, depending on where you live, if you live on the East coast, you know, Northeast and stuff like that, it's not supposed to be nice. Pick up a good book this week, you know, pick up a new book, something to inspire you. Try something new, right? If you don't read, try, because I'm telling you like reading is so it's weird. It's weird to say, cause I've never been a reader, but it's so good for your soul. It's so good for you. Like mentally like it's just unreal and honestly like it lets you like unwind from the real world for a minute and it feels like you get more out of it than you do just watching tv like sometimes when you watch tv you're like oh my god i'm like the guy from wally i'm in the damn chair on the couch and you know i'm just eating i'm stuffing my face and you're like you feel like a slob right but it's like when it comes to reading like you're so engaged in it that like you're focusing on every word you're using brain power. And it's, it's so like, it, it's so hard to explain, but like the creativity that like you actually like basically like use when you're reading is, is especially if you're into it is wild. So I wanted to recommend a couple books for, you know, the listeners. So good sci-fi book. If you think like you can be into sci-fi, like, you know, kind of star Wars, like, you know, scavenger hunt kind of thing. Um, I would recommend Ready Player One, Ernest Klein. Uh, one of my favorite books ever. Uh, gave it five stars. Loved it. The movie is very good. The book is 10 times better. Uh, so yeah, I would definitely read that book. Haven't read the second book because I heard it ruins the first book. So I haven't read it yet. Maybe one day I will. Um, you want a great like fantasy series? If you love like Game of Thrones, dragons and war and stuff like that, Fourth Wing and Iron Flame. Hands down, unbelievable. 10 out of 10. Five stars, loved every second of it. Very pissed off that Rebecca Yaros and Red Tower have not announced a third book yet. What are we waiting for? Not really sure. They need to get their shit together. Um, you want a good, like, Hunger Games kind of feel, more aggressive and a better love story and more, like, actually, like, interesting. I would say Light Lark and Nightblane by Alex Anster are very, very good books too. I gave Light Lark five stars. I haven't finished Nightbane yet. Um, I'm a little bit, I think I'm about a quarter of the way done. So I will give you guys an update once that's done. Very, very good. Um, that's a cool story, cool fantasy as well. Enemies to Lover, a little love triangle. It's actually really, really good. Um, if you love Disney, um, if you love Disney, there's a great series. It's the Villain series by uh, Serena Valentina. Valentino, Valentina. Um, it's all about the Dylan's, uh, Disney villains. It's all their backstories. There's a ton of them. I think there's 10 out right now, and the 11th one is coming out in July. I know I've talked about them before. They are actually, as a series, same thing as a series, five stars. Read them in order. Um, each each book, I've like only given a couple five stars. The worst book, in my opinion, was Corella's because it takes you out of the fantasy world um, that's like built around all of the actual characters because Corella was actually like, you know, a real, like in the real world for Disney. It wasn't just like a make believe, um, but still very, very good. Um, what else? I'm trying to look at my books off over there. If you like Disney as well, there's the pumpkin queen. That's very good as well. That's the nightmare before Christmas as a sequel to nightmare nightmare before Christmas. Um, it's only in a book form though. That's very good as well. 
Um, I give that four stars, I believe. Another fantasy that's more romance and like magic that's pretty good is um, For the Wolf. And For the Throne is the second one. I don't remember the authors for those books or the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas one, so I do apologize. Um, good horror series. I kind of like Asylum. That was a really good series. That is a young adult series. But as a series whole, it was fun. It was entertaining. I really liked it. Um, if you really want to get into it, you could read it. I've never read it. I have it on my bookshelf. Um, I do really, really want to read it. Or The Shining. Those are obviously Stephen King. They're both classic books and they're both really good. Um, another good fantasy that a lot of people love that I haven't read yet is Akatar, um, which is A Court of Thorn of Roses. People love that. I'm trying to see what else is over there. I mean, yeah, there's there's just tons of them. If you want, oh, if you want to read a good poetry book, um, let me see if I can find it. It's coffee. What was it? Coffee. I think it's coffee days, whiskey nights, or something like that. I could be. It could be vice versa though. Great poetry book. Um, poetry is so amazing for you. I would highly recommend if you don't like reading, pick up a poetry book. That's what actually got me into reading heavily because, um, let me tell you, you read poetry and it will completely change your, changes your view on a lot of things. It really does. Um, cause it opens your eyes to like, you know, more real world stuff. It's actually really, really good. It's really, really, um, amazing to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to know like any more, like, books that I like that I want to read. Um, you can follow me on Goodreads. I'm pretty sure it's just Nick Piper on Goodreads. Um, I'll accept you guys, but yeah, I mean, this was a little, listen, it was a weirder episode, right? Like, you know, I know it wasn't what we normally talk about here, but I really want to talk about books because I've been super inspired by them lately. Um, and I think that's just really good for you. And you know, it's, it's funny because inspiration comes from everywhere. And we, we talked about inspiration before on this podcast. Um, but another one that's like really been inspiring inspiring for me lately um is not that they need my shout out but shout out outdoor boys on youtube luke from outdoor boys dude let me tell you this guy is wild bro like he camps basically his whole channel is like how to survive like camping and stuff like that he cooks like unbelievable meals in like the middle of alaska and it's like negative 30 degrees like it's wild it's so awesome and like you'll trust me if you start watching it you will binge the excuse me you'll binge the shit out of him but What's really, really cool about them, what I really love, like as a photographer and a videographer, is that he films all of it on a GoPro. Like it's all, it's strictly, he strictly uses a GoPro. I don't know what he uses for audio. Sometimes his audio is really good, sometimes it absolutely sucks. I'm like 99% sure he uses like just like the built in camera audio of GoPro. His videos are unbelievable. Like, shout out GoPro, dude. Like, these like action cameras actually like have some like fucking punch to them. Like they pack a punch and he like proves it like that. Like you, he has millions of millions of subscribers and he has a, has his comments turned off, which is wild because like, you're just losing like traction on your videos, but he clearly doesn't need it. And B he has millions of subscribers and he uses a freaking GoPro. Like, like forget about everything you know about filmmaking and like, like that, bro. What the hell uses? It's wild, absolutely wild. And like even Peter McKinnon just like released a video about the new uh, Insta 360 Pro or something. Like a like helps make it or whatever, bro. That video, oh my god, that video is so inspiring. It's actually wild. Like highly, highly recommend that video if you're like a filmmaker or photographer because like 
you'll just look at the world. You'll be like, wow, look, I don't even know an action cam to do that. Because it's always like, and he says it, like wearing like in my kit, like I'm not a, you know what I mean? Like I'm not a, like I want to surf, but I'm not a surfer. I don't snowboard. Like I don't need an action camera. But then like you watch these videos and you're like, yo, I can just use an action camera because it shoots fucking 8K. You know, it shoots 4K, 6K, 8K. I can just use that and make YouTube videos and stuff. Like, you know, it's wild. But yeah, so I, you know, I challenge you guys this week. And then you guys should go to Barnes and Nobles, wherever you get your books, you know, Amazon, whatever. You know, don't do Amazon. Don't do Amazon. And uh, Barnes and Nobles last option. If you have a local bookstore, go support a local bookstore. It's not a lot of them out there anymore. And, you know, we got to keep these bookstores alive because, unfortunately, we had a local bookstore in my hometown. And it was more like a thrift shop kind of bookstore. bookstore and it was really amazing. Um, but it closed and it kind of actually really sucks because the books were like really cheap and that actually helped out a lot of indie artists that like you've never heard of. And like, it was just cool to see some new things. Um, go to a local bookstore, support like a small bookshop that's like local, you know, if not like then go to Barnes and Nobles. I'd rather you go to Barnes and Nobles or Amazon, um, you know, support a bookstore. But if you go to Amazon, like I have, listen, I have no beef with Amazon. I love Amazon. But like, you know, if you go to Amazon, try to shop like a, like a, like a lesser known kind of thing. I don't know. It's just me ranting right now. I just think you guys, if you guys are going to go get a book this weekend, definitely go to a local bookshop, you know, talk. And like what you should do is if you go to a local bookshop, talk to the workers, right? Because people that work at like small local bookshops are doing because they love books, right? Because these small local bookshops are not paying as much as Barnes and Nobles, right? So these people just clearly like are actually in love with like reading and books and like probably want to be authors themselves or wrote something themselves. Go in there and pick their brains, right? Be like, hey, like, what's your favorite book? What would you recommend? Things like that. Like, it's just like if you go to a cigar shop, right? Like, if you smoke cigars, you'll understand this reference that, like, yes, you can go online and go to Cigars International, which is great. And I've done it before. I love them and buy bulk cigars for cheap or buy, you know, sticks that are cheaper. But you can go to a local cigar shop and, like, actually talk to the cigar, like, workers. And get to know what their favorite smokes are and try something new. And like, yes, you pay a little bit more money, but you're paying for that experience. And I think that like going to a local bookshop, A, is so good for like, you know, the local economy and stuff like that. It's more, you know, support small shops and stuff. But I think like it would actually really help you. And it gets you like a new perspective on like things that maybe you would have never read that because you never would have found it. Same, you know, when I go to my local cigar shop, I do the same thing. Even though I know what I like to smoke, I go in, I pick out, you know, say I, I usually shop when I go because I have a lot of cigars. When I go, I usually get like four cigars. I'll pick out three cigars that I know I love. And then the fourth one, I go up to whoever's working. It'll be someone new. And I'm like, hey, what's your favorite smoke in the shop? You know, let's talk about it. And I usually end up getting their favorite smoke too. And then I go back and I talk to them about it. Talk about different flavors and stuff like that. It's really good. I think you guys should try it. But listen, I know it's kind of, again, it was a weird episode. I apologize. Um, I just have been inspired by books a lot lately. And I really think that, you know, you guys should, pick up a book and, you know, read and let your mind go crazy. You know, let your like imagination go wild. Trust me, it's really good for you and you will not regret it and your body will not regret it at all. I promise. Um, but that's it for me guys. Also cool little shout out. Um, it's not really a shout out. It's more just like a point. Um, I'm kind of in the works of getting some stuff made. We'll see like some like Wolfpack gear a little bit. Um, it's in the works. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, just listen, when I, when I get some stuff made, I'm going to post it on Instagram. So remember to go follow the show at Wolfpack underscore Studio 24. And, uh, you know, guys, always remember, wolves howl louder in a pack. Peace. I will see you guys next week. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye.